Hello, and welcome back to another episode of An Evening in the Yachts, a podcast where we discuss our favorite pop culture uh, moments and movies and people from the 2000s. I'm Kay. I'm M. And today we are recapping the 2001 film, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I know everybody's excited about it because... <laughs> It's another long series, film series we're choosing to do, but like these are really good movies. It's perfect so for the holiday season too. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is next, but it's I I don't know. I have I feel like this is a perfect um uh film series to get into during the months of November and December. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, these movies are very long, but we will just try. And I know that most of our listeners probably know about Harry Potter and our fans, I mm-hmm. would hope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll keep the descriptions kind of like brief because like you guys already know everything about it. But still, because these are really long movies. These are like two and a half hour movies. <laughs> yeah, it was really long. We'll try to keep it as short as possible without getting rid of like the important things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess I read the summer the summary, and you said that you had some trivia. So I guess yeah. I'll read the summary really quick. One second. Let me grab it. So okay, it's from Google. Um, okay, so a boy who learns on his eleventh birthday that he's the orphan son of two powerful wizards and possesses unique magical powers of his own. He is summoned from his life as an unwanted child to become a student at Hogwarts, an English boarding school for wizards. There he meets several several friends who become his closest allies and help him discover the truth about his parents' mysterious deaths. So yeah. Cool. Um, okay, yeah. Um Let's see. And okay. It was directed by Chris Crillum, uh, Columbus. Um, yes. They had different directors for like all these movies, but he did the first yeah. two, didn't he? They have a different oh, style yeah, than the rest of them. They all do. Yeah. Yeah. Like different coloring and stuff. All right. So I'll keep this brief. This is from, this is called 13 Surprising Things You Probably Didn't Know About Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone movie. Um, It's from insider.com. So I'm going to keep it brief, but I also, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go through this really fast and we'll go through the movies. I watched the movie on the Bravo app because I tried to find it on, I think I told you it was on Peacock, but they lied to me. So I had to watch mm. it with commercials. So I have a couple commercial descriptions in there that struggle with me. But um, anyway, so I the reason why I'm saying this is because it had extent, deleted scenes as well in the movie I had never seen before, actually, which was oh. weird because we used to watch Harry Potter like all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, okay. I'll keep this brief. Um, so Richard Harris, who plays Dumbledore in the first two movies, he turned down, he originally turned down the role of Dumbledore three times, but he said yes after his granddaughter threatened to speak, never to speak to him again if he didn't take it. So the reason why he didn't want to do it was because he was like, I know there's going to be sequels and I don't want to end, like live out the, like the end of last years of my life doing sequels. And it's really sad because he passed away after the second movie. Well, R.I.P. Um, but that's so he actually didn't want to be a part of it, but his granddaughter convinced him. Robin Williams wanted to be Hagrid, um, but J.K. Rowling told the director and everybody she only wanted a, a British only cast, which I think makes sense. I don't know if Robin Williams would have been, I don't know, but I, I R.I.P. Robin, Will, Robin Williams. Um, but I do think I that they see him as I could see him as Hagrid, but I understand how they wanted to keep it like more, um, 
I don't the know. like central to that area. I kind of feel like the guy who Robbie Coltrane was the perfect Hagrid. I don't know. That's my personal. No, he opinion. was. I just think that Robin Williams probably could have done a good job too. Yeah, but, um, of course. So I, yeah, but I agree. I like Robbie Williams more. Or Robbie Coltrane. What is Robbie his name? Coltrane? Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, Robbie Williams. Steven Spielberg worked on the movie before dropping out, which was an interesting. Mm. I had no idea. Um. The last scene in the film was also the very first scene that was shot. And in it, um, you can see Hermione kind of has buck teeth that are like prosthetics they tried to do. So like before they started filming, they tried to get Daniel Radcliffe to have green contacts and Emma Watson to have buck teeth to like their characters. But Emma Watson couldn't talk with hers because they were ridiculous. And then the contacts hurt Daniel Radcliffe's eyes. So the last scene, you can see the buck teeth because it was the first scene they had actually filmed. So we'll see that at the very end of the movie. Um, Let's see if there's anything else. I got those already. Oh, I guess the food in the Great Hall for the feast, they had, they were just, they just kept them there for three days of shooting. So they just got filthier and smelled worse as the days went on. Um... And then Rupert Grint, who plays Ron, he got the part by dressing up as a female drama teacher and rapping. Still on that one. <laughs> um, let me see if there's anything else. Um, Rupert Grint drew a caricature of Alan Rickman during the potions lesson scene, and Rickman got Grint to autograph it for him. That's what Insider says. So he drew a thing of it, and Alan Rickman, RIP, um, said he kept it because he was very fond of it, which was precious. And... So apparently, too, I realized in the UK, it's called the Philosopher's Stone, but the US, yeah. it's called the Sorcerer's Stone. So I guess every scene that featured that had Philosopher's Stone, they had to shoot it twice if someone were to say it. So one time they would say Philosopher and one time they would say Sorcerer, depending for the different movies, which is really interesting to me. But those are the facts I have about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone movie. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll just jump right in. Um, so we open up, it's like nighttime, and we see that uh, we're on Privet Drive. Um, when I was little, and the first time I read this book, um, I read this as Private Drive, even though there's no E at the end. <laughs> and so um, it's Privet Drive, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. It is Privet Drive. <laughs> yeah. And so then um, we see that, okay, so Dumbledore's like this guy named Dumbledore that I think we all know, but he's a headmaster at. Um, Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. He's walking down Privet Drive at night, and then a cat uh, walks up to him and transfigures into who we know as Professor McGonagall. And they're waiting for this guy named Hagrid to bring something really important to them. And Hagrid, who is played by uh, Robbie Coltrane, right, mm-hmm. he comes in on his flying motorcycle and he hands him a baby. And that's Harry Potter. Yes. And do you have something to add? I have a couple things to add during the scene. So kind of back to the part, we see Dumbledore use his deluminator to take out the lights of the street. But like, I don't understand how the deluminator is so great. Because I remember in the seventh book, it's given to Ron. Spoiler! <laughs> if you haven't read it. Um, but I don't know. So you just take lights out, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, but also remember how spoiler, but in the seventh movie, uh, Ron uses it not to just take out lights like around him, but he could also hear like Ron and or, um, Harry and Hermione talking. Oh yeah. So I right, think he has right. other, pro- um, other powers and stuff. So it's not just like, <laughs> it just doesn't like take lights. That's not the only thing it does, but, um, but yeah, so McGonagall. Okay. So 
Hagrid comes in, he has Harry Potter, a little baby, and hands it to Dumbledore, and they're going to leave Harry on the cold doorstep of, uh, what's their names? The, the Dursleys. Um, Dursleys, yeah. Yeah. So, Which is Harry's aunt and uncle. Yeah. And so first I want to say to so McGonagall is there, she's like, are you sure we can trust Hagrid? Like, can we trust the oh. Hagrid, the dummy? But then but Dumbledore, who is the better Dumbledore, fight me. I don't care. <laughs> than the other one. No. I would trust Hagrid with my life. And it's weird to think that Harry's parents were just murdered that night. Um, And so now it's like, yeah, like you said, they leave him on the doorstep. Well, and also McGonagall's like, hey, Dumbledore, should we like really leave this little baby with this family? They're terrible. I've been watching them all day. They're the worst types of muggles. And like, yeah. should we really be doing this? And Dumbledore's like, this is essential. It's the only way he needs to be here. He needs to be mistreated. Yeah. Like, and- do you think it's safe to put him with a muggle family who will hate him and abuse him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like so, better, okay. Is that better than like a foster family or like an orphanage? I don't know. I know. But, really, um, he'd be better off anywhere. Or with that neighbor, Mrs. Fig. Is that her name? Oh, like, yeah. Did they convince her to do that? I think she was nice, just kind of odd. So Harry didn't, yeah. I just feel really bad for Harry in this movie. Um, I remember in the books, Harry said that, like, when Harry was little, um, Mrs. Fig would, like, let him in sometimes to, like, eat treats or something. And it's like, she was nice to him. Okay, good. I'm glad he had at least one kind adult around him. Yeah. Um, well, then it's also funny, like, too, like, everybody will know his name. Like, he needs to be humble. Make him no, humble. Like, make him yeah. sure everybody around him hates him. Like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> See you in 10 years, yeah. bitch. Like, all right. Um, yeah. So then we flash forward in time and we see that Harry Potter, he's like 10 right now, I think. He's in his, um, he lives in the, the closet under the stairs of the Dursley's house, even though they have a second bedroom that he could definitely use. But well, um, And I remember we kind of had not a room under our stairs, but like a little space under our stairs that we thought would be fun to sleep in there. But in reality, it would be horrible. Also, yeah. so yeah, so Harry's sleeping and then Petunia's like, wake up, wake up. And it's like, you open the door and in the books, Petunia's, Petunia's described as having a horse face and then her husband yeah. and son are described as being fat, Lars, <laughs> not in those words. <laughs> but I was thinking like, so think for example, like you're a struggling actor or just an actor and your, um, your agent is like, hey, um, so this role is up for grabs. Uh, do you want to audition for it? They need somebody with a horse face. And I thought of you, like, <laughs> do people, and you have to put I aside your feelings. Comes- no, I think they do because, like, I don't know. I think that they always have to have the token, like, fat character for, like, comedic relief or, like, I don't know. Movies always have things like that. And I think people just have to accept it. And it's a, ch- a check is a check. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, I wasn't trying to be mean towards overweight people. It's just, like, I feel like it would hurt my feelings if it was, like, okay, you have to look um, very large. Like, okay. <laughs> like, and you're perfect for it. Yeah. But anyway. So – yeah, so there's, like, dust all around. He has, like, a tiny light bulb as in his little closet as his light source. Dust is flying everywhere because um, Dudley, his cousin, is stomping on the stairs and is like, wake up, Potter, we're going to the zoo, it's my birthday. Yeah. And, so, and then Harry, um, we go to the kitchen. Harry acts as, like, the servant or maid and cooks the breakfast, cleans, and does whatever Petunia wants. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's so sad. He's 10 at this, this point. Like, he's almost 11. Horrible. And, like, um... Oh, I have a couple of things. So I think he's pretty sassy. What does he say? I feel like he does something. 
Um, I forgot. I don't remember. Anyway, but so then they're like headed to the zoo, like you said. And then he's like, 37, pre- oh, this is Dudley. 37, last year I got 38 or something presents or something stupid. I forgot. But essentially, obviously, Dudley is spoiled rotten and is disgusting and horrible to Harry, even though he's also a child. I know it's not his fault. But anyway. Yeah. And then, so yeah, they're, um, that's, yeah. So they look at uh, Dudley's presence. He's not pleased. And so they go out to the car to go to the zoo. Uncle Vernon is like, no funny business, Harry. No meals for a week if you do. Like, use of pieces of garbage. And also, like, he's wearing a newsboy cap, feeling stylish, uh, Uncle Dursley. So. What's his first name? Vernon. Vernon. I, I just call him Uncle Dursley in this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so just really, really abusive. So they go to the zoo and then. They, they're at a python exhibit, like a little python place or like a little tank. And so, of course, Dudley's the person who pounds on the glass to wake up animals, even though they tell you at the zoo to not do that. And he's like, yeah. wake up! Wake up! And then he's boring. And then they leave. And then Harry is just like, Harry in his oversized hand-me-downs is like, Hi, I'm so sorry about that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wrote. I said he talks to it like an old friend, and then um, he's like, "But are you raised in like uh, Africa, wherever?" And he's like, "Captivity? Oh no, like, <laughs> I'm also in captivity." Um, exactly. I do really just trapped. feel so so horrible for Harry. And you know what? I know everybody makes fun of Harry later on. I don't know people who are really into Harry Potter lore. Always some people. Some people don't like Harry, but. I I didn't know that. Well, I think he's like he loves attention and he's kind of cocky. And here's the thing, though, he grew up in an abusive household. It's bound to mess with your mind a bit, and also have the trauma of your parent being murdered, and also have to face their murder every single year, pretty much, and also have to see people die, and also this. Like it's like, of course, he's gonna be cocky. Cut him some slack. He's just trying to make his way. I've never ever heard that. I've heard of people hating Ron before, but I not Harry. Ron. So I'm what I'm saying, the people who hate Harry, they've obviously never had anything bad happen to them or had any traumas. So yeah. I don't believe them and they don't get to have an opinion. Well, I'm <laughs> of the opinion that I think Harry and Hermione should have gotten together. Probably. They, and I think I, honestly, their relationship that. is so much more respectful towards each other than Ron and Hermione. Like it all, even through the first time they meet. Like I just anyway. But back to reality. Okay. So So, Dudley sees the snake moving and then he pushes um, Harry on the ground to like look at the snake. He's like, mother, father, come look. Harry's mad and he envisions the glass disappearing. He's like, well, yeah, I want it. And then the glass disappears and Dudley falls into the exhibit with the snake. And the snake leaves and then then he goes to Harry and he goes, thanks. (laughs) And then he leaves. And he scares people as he going, is going by. And so then Dudley is sealed back in. And then Vernon is like, magic? But even though he can't mm-hmm. say that to Harry, but they know that since his parents were magic, this is probably what's happening. Um, so they go back to the house. And then Harry's like, I don't know what happened. It was like magic. And Mr. Ed Vernon is like, there's no such thing as magic. And then there's a deleted scene of Dudley wearing his smelting uniform, doing a thumbs up by the fireplace. He's wearing like, I don't know how to explain it. They're like pantaloons and leggings and like a hat <laughs> or something. I don't know. And so then Harry has to wear uh, Dudley's old uh, uniform. And I think he has to go to public school, which nothing's wrong with public school. I went to public school. And- same. It's kind of sad because um, I don't think Harry had friends in public school either. No. Like, he has no one. He has, like, Mrs. Fig, maybe, but she's weird. But, like, 
I feel so bad for him. I do too. Like, he's so abused and neglected. And he would, I mean, honestly, like, he's more normal than, like, he, Charlie should be. Like, I feel like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. But, yeah, he has to diet. And then I was like, F you, Petunia. Petunia was like, oh, you're not going to smell jinx. You're going to state school because you're too stupid. Like, Petunia, that is your dead sister's son. Like, you are a piece of garbage. I have no sympathy for you, Petunia. None. Jealousy no, is, not, is a disease. Get well, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so the next, it's like they're just hanging around, and then Harry goes, "Hell oh, yeah, it's a breakfast time again." And then Harry gets the mail, and he's looking through the mail to give it to his aunt and uncle, and then he sees to Mister Harry Potter the cupboard under the stairs. He's like, "What? A letter from so me?" So specific. <laughs> And it's like a really cool writing. And so then he's looking at it and then Dad is like, he's got mail. And then Dad is like, who would be writing to Harry? And then he looks at it and he's like, oh no, they found us. So he takes away the letter. And so Harry at first never knows who gives it, who is written to him. And then, so they keep getting letters. Like the owls just fly by and magically drop it through the mail slot somehow. <laughs> somehow, I don't know what they're doing with their wings, if they're lifting. Also, like, the have you ever I don't seen know. a mail slot in a door? Is that a British thing? It might be a British thing. Uh, do we have yeah, any we listeners have from Britain? <laughs> British listeners, tell us. Listen do you up. have a mail slot? <laughs> Comment on our post about this episode and say if you have a mail slot at, on your door. Yeah, because I wondered if it was maybe whatever. just like because I have literally never seen. I've seen like a cat door, but I've never seen a mail slot on a door. But anyway, yeah. So they get there, and then. Obviously, there's a million letters coming in. And so then Vernon is like, no, I'll seal up my mail slot. But I'm like, good job, genius. Where will you get your mail then? On the front stoop? Someone could steal it. But anyway, um, there's a cool deleted scene as well that I had never seen before. But Petunia is like cracking eggs and she finds the letter in eggs. Oh, I've seen that one. Never seen yeah, that. that one was kind of cool. Yeah, so that's a deleted scene. So she's panicking. Oh, and then also Vernon starts throwing all the letters into the fire. And it reminds me, and he's grinning at Harry. And it reminds me of the scene in Matilda, which we should cover. I think, is that the 90s, though? I don't know. Maybe we should. It's the 90s. Dang it. Because well, I, it reminds me of, like, much too good for children. <laughs> Talking to children. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, and then, okay, so then we land on the scene on Sunday. And the reason why I noticed this is because Vernon is like, fine day Sunday. Why is it Harry? And he's like, no post on Sundays. And he's like, yes, no post on Sundays. And it sounded like he said toast. And I always remembered that part because I love toast anyway. But yes. So he, as he's talking and holding a cookie, a letter flies through the fireplace and then a million start coming through. So Harry, everybody's panicking, but Harry, it's like chaos in there. And then Harry's like jumping in the air, like woohoo. And he gets, he finally gets a letter. But I'm like, Harry, just take a million of them and stuff them in your pants or your oversized flannel shirt because you know somebody, he's going to take them from you. Uh, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, even after, like, probably thousands of these letters come through the chimney, he still has not, read, like, opened or read the letter. No. Like, he doesn't know what, what Hogwarts is. And it's like, how do you not know this, Harry? Like, you should have been more sly. You should have ran out the door and with, like, yeah, like, five in your hands or, you know, like, 20 yes. in your hands and red one. Because, like, if you're seeing like, this, you have to be like, oh, this is weird and somebody wants to get in contact with me, so I better open it. Mm -hmm. And so, also paper cuts galore. Oh yes, paper cuts <laughs> galore. And then also, here's the thing too. I was thinking. So eventually, they end up leaving for a little bit to like this island in the middle of the sea somewhere. But I was thinking, 
okay, this is so much for work for him to be wizard. I was like, don't you want him to be off your hands if you hate him so much? But I'm like, he they must like abusing him. They're just awful, disgusting people. Like, I don't understand. Well, I think they probably, Petunia probably knows that like, since he's still in school, like obviously school can't take a kid uh, year round. So they'll have to keep him for like the summertime. And I don't think they want that like, magic in their home because like they have to take care of him until he's like 18 or 17 whatever so i just don't think they want him to like have any part of it and yeah even if he is like off their hands like they still have to have him a three months a year and have to deal with his like burgeoning magic career and stuff so but yeah so they go um vernon's like that's it we're moving out into the ocean and so they go to this like weird tower and um it's like nighttime it's actually the eve of um harry's birthday isn't isn't, isn't he born on halloween Oh, wait. No, no, no. July mm. 31st. That's right. That's yeah. He, his parents got murdered That's on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so in this tower, it's like everyone's sleeping. So there's a bedroom upstairs that Vernon and Petunia are sleeping in. Um, it, Dudley gets a couch. Um, <laughs> Harry is banished to the dirty floor. It has like sand and dirt caked on it. And he has like a baby blanket to keep him warm. Did he have anything? I don't even know. If he had no, but then anything. he's drawing a birthday cake in the sand that says happy birthday. And then he makes a wish. It's just so sad. It's so sad. It's abuse. It's neglect. He's like underfed. He probably doesn't get to like clean. He's probably like, had never so had a kind word said to him. Like one thing I'm wondering about too. So he was dropped off at the Dursleys when he was one. So part of the like critical parts of de- like development for babies is you have to play with them. You have to show that, give them stimulus. You have to make sure they get like, you have to play with them and cuddle them. They have to feel like you have to have like you to hug them to make them feel loved so they can grow. So like, did he never get any of that? Like, I'm so surprised he That's- is as normal as he is. I was actually like just now thinking about that. I was thinking about like how he was treated when he was a baby yeah. when he like really didn't know what yeah, was going on. And like he, anybody loves him. Yeah, that's a good question that I think Jake here answered. Like, do you think maybe he was cute as a baby? So they took so Petunia liked him as a baby or something, and then as he got older, well, he looked more like James, so that she hated him. I just don't know. Or I don't know. I don't think she ever liked him, but like, I wonder if she thought like, well, this is like an actual baby. They did nothing wrong. They can't really have a personality or like talk back to me. So maybe I should just take care of them like normal. And then like, yeah, once they're like four or three or whatever, be a, a I just feel like Harry anyways, is probably more well adjusted than I would expect somebody like him to be. Which yeah. is interesting, but yeah. whatever. It's, it's this is a fictional book, so what am I saying? Okay, so yeah. so after um, Harry, he made that he drew out that cake. He's like, "Make a wish, Harry." And it's his birthday. It's midnight, and he blows out the the fake candles, and then the door comes crashing down, and it's Hagrid, the guy we saw at the beginning of the movie, bringing Harry, baby Harry, to the Dursleys. He's huge, and he's like, "Harry, where are you?" And so then he wakes up everyone, and then. Um, Petunia and Vernon come down. They're like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, well, I haven't seen you, Harry, since you're a little baby. And then he's like, what do you mean? And so then he, like, gives Harry this cake that he made. It's really pretty. Or just, Everyone has tried to, like, recreate it. It's pink frosting and then um, green, like, writing. And this is oh, happy yeah, birthday. So, it's so precious. Yeah, so he made it himself. Um, and what else do I have? Okay, so I just wrote, so Harry's only 11 now. He's suffering abuse. Um, how did no other adults notice this? Like, how did Harry not I know, know? How did they Hagrid not, not know that this was going them? on? Or whatever the British equivalent well, is to that. 
I thought that some wizards were like keeping track and like watching well, him. I know Mrs. Fig was, but like, was no one else? Yeah, but she didn't do anything. Well, <laughs> she like, why didn't Dumbledore do anything? I Dumbledore know. Honestly, nothing. listen. Okay, if I was like McGonagall, I would be like, hey, listen, I um. I, for the summers, I can maybe have a house nearby. Maybe I can be somebody a kind of adult for Harry to like or something. Or maybe I have a friend maybe who wants a kid. I don't know. Something. Like, it's really, honestly, Dumbledore. I don't know if he thought this through. I just... Well, yeah, Hagrid is so, like, surprised that, like, Harry doesn't know anything about, um, like, Hogwarts or, like, magic or anything. And it's like, well, like, I thought everyone was keeping track of him and, like, how don't be so surprised. Like, this is kind of your fault. Well, and also, like, too, like, yeah, like you said before, like, I'm sure there was a muggle couple who would have just dying to have a baby who would have been so happy if Harry had, was a wizard. Like, I just, I feel like this was done wrong. And he would still have been protected because they're muggles. Like, I just feel like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah honestly yeah like even like foster foster care might have yes, been i'm sure you would have had way him. better like, experience i just i don't anyway sorry okay <laughs> so okay so, so harry, okay so hagrid is like you're a wizard harry and then harry's like i'm just harry i can't be I a wizard and so then yeah hagrid hands in his hogwarts acceptance okay so then my question is is too does hogwarts ever turn people away like do you have to apply to go there that's why I don't understand. He's like, congratulations, you've been accepted. It's like, I don't think he applied. No, like, I remember that his name's been down there since he was born. And so I don't know what that means. I just assumed oh. if you were a wizard, they automatically. But then you can also they choose which you. which school you go to. Because I know I remember later, Malfoy's like, I almost went to Durmstrang. So like, I feel like you can choose what school. But I don't know. There's also, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So then. Harry's like, I'm a what? And then, um, so then Petunia and Vernon are like, he'll not be going. And then, um, the, uh, what's his face? Oh, and, oh, Howard's like, oh, you think a muggle's gonna stop me? And it's like, that's a non-magic person, Harry. And so then, um, and then, so then, um, Harry's like, you guys knew? And then Petunia's like, my perfect sister married that pot. Everybody just like spits their peas out when they're talking about Harry Potter, like Potter. Like, I hate it. And then again, I said jealousy is a disease, Petunia. Get well soon. I put that Petunia is sour because she was not a witch like her sister. I know. And she, yeah, jealousy. Like, she's it's terrible. really sad. Like, I don't really feel bad for Petunia, though, because, like, I just feel like even if you're jealous of your sister, put it on your sister, I guess. Just don't on her, her, her kid who had no nothing to do with it. I just she's awful um so they had told harry that he should they had died in a car crash but later we find out that's not true and then Petunia said she got herself blown up which is also like yeah. so uncaring about your sister's death petunia Jeez. um yeah. yeah so they don't want him to go to hogwarts and meanwhile um dudley's eating the cake that was for harry secretly in the corner and hagrid makes a pigtail pop up on him and so then Harry's like, or Hagrid's like, okay, gotta go. Like, Harry, are you coming or not? And then Harry's like, has a moment of like, a moment of hesitation. Because he's like 11. And he's like, well, I guess I'll leave. It might be better. I've never really, I don't really know this guy. But he says I'm a wizard, I so I guess I'll go. So he's yeah. free. And so now they're in the big city of London. <laughs> and there's a deleted scene yeah. of them taking public transport. And then Harry, I'd love to buy a dragon. And then a lady looks over at him like, what the hell? And then, um, so then they're looking at the list. And then, so Harry's like, I need a, what? I need an owl. I need 
I need skills. I need a wand. Do you think we can find this in London? And I'm thinking, yeah, not like as a muggle, you could find this in London. London's huge. I'm sure there's a weird, like even a vampire scene in London. I just feel like I just thought that was funny because it's London. All right. I've never been, but I would assume you could find it that anywhere pretty much. Yeah, like a cauldron for brewing potions. <laughs> I need a lot. I need my scrolls, my quills. Yeah, like, yeah probably. Um, so, okay, don't they go to the Leaky wow. Cauldron next? Yeah, so they go to the Leaky Cauldron. It's like a pub just for wizards. And then once they walk in, everyone is like, bless my soul, it's Harry Potter. Also, you notice Tom, like, the bartender, changes later on? Yeah, because they have different directors with different visions, and it like messes up everything. But that's I mean, Tom. For different time. I don't know what they've tried to do with Tom later. Um, well, I guess we'll get there eventually. But anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, but yeah. So then he meets Professor Quirrell, and so um, Hagrid's like, "This is gonna be a defense against the Dog God's teacher." And then Quirrell is like, "Oh, hello, Harry." And then I was like, "Quirrell, the secrets you are keeping," and he won't shake Harry's hand. He's wearing a turban that's like giant, by the way. So it's mm -hmm. like, like he's concealing something on his head. I don't know. <laughs> and um, anyway, so Hagrid goes into an alleyway outside of the leaky cauldron with Harry. He taps some bricks, and then they enter this place called Diagon Diagon Alley. And that's where the wizards do all their shopping. That's where uh, the bank is. And I love the song playing. It's very hopeful. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it? Um, um have you? <laughs> have you been to the universal studios um like the harry potter world and at least like in la no i haven't been to either i've only them. been to that one i was going to go but i want to go to the one in florida happens, but... whatever yeah. okay yeah, um, um it's pretty cool i i went to the one in um la at universal studios and it's really small to to but um the ride is pretty cool honestly like okay me too so we wanted to do, I don't know when COVID is going to be fixed, but maybe next year we want to do maybe a trip. We want to do, a, um, we want to maybe visit a couple places. Like we want to go to Charleston maybe, and then like um, possibly Florida as well. And do, I would do Disney World and then also Universal Studios, but I don't know. It depends. Either that or Mexico City, but I don't know what's going to happen with COVID, but I would like to go to Harry Potter. Right. It just ruins all plans. Yeah. It's <laughs> it but anyway, so they're in Diagon Alley. And then I have a question. So we see later and again, in later movies and even like the second movie, because I started watching that last night, like sometimes muggles, I mean, wizards wear muggle clothes, but sometimes they don't like, is there like a weird, like, they, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm assuming like the Malfoys never wear muggle clothes because they mm. hate muggles. But then are there like, you know what I mean? Do they ever I noticed that too, because like the we the Weasleys wear like sweaters and yeah, like yeah. muggle clothes when they're just hanging out. Like, so I don't. Know, I think it just depends on. Um, it probably is like a. Um, you think you're like better than Muggles, so you're and not gonna wear them. Like the Malfoys, like you said, clothes? a cloak and like a pointy hat, a robe. I don't know. <laughs> probably robes. With so robes, then, um, was uh, Harry's like, but I haven't got any money, Hagrid. I'm poor, remember? And then Harry Hagrid's like, hey, you bitch, you thought? And so they go to Gringotts. That's where the with the wizard bank. Mm -hmm. And so they go. Um, and um, <laughs> I feel like um, Hagrid 
it says something a little discriminatory towards the goblin. I don't remember what it is. But anyway, so then he's like, I have, we have to get to go to this vault. We got to first take money out for this little Harry, Mr. Potter here. And then also I have to deposit this into you know where with you know what. And I said, secret secrets don't make friends, Hagrid. Um, but they start writing in yeah. their little thing. And it's like they're writing a roller coaster, which later again, in a different movie, much later on, the seventh, I think, we see that it's like a roller coaster in there. Which I think would be fun. But they get to Harry's vault and we see a ton of gold that his parents left him. Um, my question is, how did they have so much money? Like, how did they do so well? Like, do you know? Did um, they have, like, good jobs or something? I don't remember because I was just thinking that. Uh, maybe. So, okay. James's parents were wizards, right? Okay. Uh, so yes. maybe yeah. he had family money? And were James' parents, like, dead, too? Or, like, are all the parents dead? Well, like, do they have has, any, like, no one he, yet? Like, well, that's a good question. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. Petunia... Because remember, Pet Lily's Petunia and Harry. were happy, too. They were, they were muggles, but they were happy for Lily. So, like, I... I don't know. He has, like, loving relatives, but I don't... They must be dead. I have no idea. Yeah. So another thing, like maybe they might have still been alive, but they died like while Harry was a kid. So like Petunia like made him like not meet anyone. Like she's terrible. Like she, if he did have any living family besides her, like he didn't like get to meet anyone. So maybe it really was just her left. Do you but, think like, like maybe maybe that's why she's killed the parents? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think I'm so. Gonna, maybe I don't I'll, know. I'll, we should I'm research, gonna do some research into that <laughs> later. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, so he gets his, a ton of his gold and then they go, um, to deposit the thing, get the thing from the vault. And so the goblin uses his fingernail to like make a little down the, um, door and then Harry, then they leave the bank. So that's like a little bit of mis mystery that will be obviously important later on. So then now Harry's like, yeah. now I need to get a wand. And so then he goes, oh, let's go to Ollivander's. So they go to Ollivander's and it's very dusty and creepy in there. But I was also thinking, like, so if you had to be a wizard, what job would you pick? Um, so I'd want to be an over. An you over. catch bad wizards. Yes, because um, also to be a wand maker, isn't it like really complicated business, and you have to be like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know much about it, but Ollivander's been doing I know, that but it would be so fun because um, it's like you, all you have to do literally is pick magical things and make them into like a random wand and hopefully someone will get it. Like, I just think that'd be really interesting. But an aura also, I feel like between an aura and a wand maker, I would do that. Because I wouldn't want to be a Quidditch player no. like Ginny was. I wouldn't want to be like... <laughs> we go know. the end to how but, stressed. Um, okay, I feel so like I would, Quidditch would make me. Um, but yeah, yeah, so then... So Ollivander pops out and he's like hello Harry's scar is covered by his hair I think sometimes okay. they just know like I don't know I, I have no explanation but Ollivander goes straight to work with Harry and he brings out different wands for Harry to try I guess they just hand you wands that they feel like you might connect with and if it works and it works and if it doesn't they just keep going so he tries out lots of wands but then there's one Ollivander's like I wonder <laughs> and so then he pulls out this wand and he gives it to Harry like very tentatively and then once Harry like grips it like the wind whirls around him like lights and um, it's kind of cool in the Universal Studios like uh, Harry Potter section they have like a little wand room that they pick a random person to hold a wand in like a, your group 
and they have like the same thing happen like like drawers fly out and like it gets all windy the lights go out it's kind of cool so i always want to be me too that, I, I always wanted but, to get um, a wand i know pottermore tells you um like what wand you would get like based on like different characteristics i'd have to go into my pottermore account and figure out what my wand would be but i forgot about that yeah but yeah so this wand it like connects to harry like they it works for him and then we find out that the wand has um a phoenix tail feather that's from the same phoenix that um voldemort's wand and voldemort is the one who killed harry's parents so they're like yes exactly and again except now he does because he asks hagrid like who killed my parents and then hagrid's like I wrote Voldemort and so then there's a flashback and a couple of things I noticed first of all James and Lily are supposed to be 21 years old yeah what? no they look 38 like I, I don't really because yeah like I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be really young because okay so they would get out of yeah I'm pretty sure I read some more they're supposed to like, be really 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 young when they had Harry Okay. I don't know. Just I don't know. I think it's a little weird. Whatever. Okay. And then so then we see so Voldemort is like in a cloak. We don't see what he looks like yet, but he's like you see a cloaked figure walking towards the house, and then Lily is holding Harry as a baby, and so then she puts him on the bed and she shields him, and then uh, Voldemort kills her. But because she died for him, he is protected. So then Voldemort tries to kill him, and then he is like not killed but he's like defeated but i was thinking too like voldemort could have easily just thrown harry out the window and killed him so stupid yeah voldemort's dumb so anyway so then harry was left with a scar from the curse which is the lightning bolt and so then he's like well is is voldemort dead and then or something and harry um harry's like i think he's just he's just still out there somewhere too too tired to carry on okay let's go yeah he hasn't been seen in 12 years yeah oh we also forgot to mention that haggard got um harry an owl and this beautiful snowy white owl named hedwig so much like he's just one of the greatest characters um so then now except for this part's a little weird so now he gets to the train station and he's like okay better go um i know you're 11 um and you've never been to a train station before and you've never been a wizard or anything but i gotta go bye like just leaving harry in the middle of a train station he's 11 and and it's on platform nine and three quarters which is not any of the signs so good luck like haggard come on i know haggard is I like Hagrid, but Hagrid, you could have given him a little more direction, okay? <laughs> so they go to, yeah. um, he starts to go, he goes, okay, so there's platforms nine and 10. Okay, all right. So I'm just going to ask the conductor. And the conductor looks like every British man I've ever seen. I ha- Okay, British people, I know that's not real, but I'm just saying he looks very British in his conductor uniform. No offense to the Brits, okay? So, and he asks, and he's like, uh, can you show me the platform nine and three quarters? And then the British man's, you think you're being funny, do you? And he, like, it leaves him alone. So then Harry's like, well, okay, what am I supposed to do now? And then we see the Weasleys, who are also amazing. Um, and I feel like we knew a family when we were little who were exactly like the Weasleys. Yeah, they just had a ton of kids, and... I don't know. It was just, yeah, very, very similar kind, to the Weasleys, Very open, but, very free, very, just very nice people. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are the Weasleys. And uh, so Harry, like, kind of follows them because they're, like, openly talking about Platform 9 and 3 quarters. <laughs> Just spelling it out there. <laughs> and, yeah. So then, uh, so I guess to get to this platform, you have to, like, run through this wall. And so then the mom, Molly Weasley, is like, okay, Percy, go first. And then the twins, Fred and George. And then Harry's like, mom, how do I get through the wall to the platform? And so then um, she's like, oh, it's my boy Ron's first time too. And so then she like directs him and then he goes through the wall and he goes to platform nine and three quarters. And the train is quite magnificent. It's like red and the scenery is beautiful. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. Well, I have Um, a couple thoughts. But anyway, so. So first of all, the haircuts um, on Fred and George are, I don't really understand what those are. I think it's like a mullet bowl cut. Um, probably sensible, probably yes. done with a bowl. Well, and I, I would say too, like- Ginny, she's only in this for like two seconds. She has cute, like little girl hair. It's like chin length. It looks like Kit, the American doll hair. I just thought that was precious for like, it's like cute on like little girls. Um, but yeah, so they're on the Hogwarts train. And so Harry is just sitting by himself and he just, I know he's like happy, but he looks so, he makes me so sad just seeing him in his oversized pants and flannel, just sitting on the train, like. I'm finally free. And then, like, just so sad. I just feel so bad for him. And then Ron comes in and he's like, um, do you mind if I sit here? Everywhere else is full. And this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So then Ron sits down and he's like, I'm Ron. Ron Weasley. And then Harry, I'm Harry. Harry Potter. And I was like, why did they say their first name and then their first name and last name again? I don't know. But then Ron is like, Harry Potter, do you have a scar? And Harry's like, yeah. yeah. And he shows it to him. <laughs> and so then the trolley comes by and is like, any candy for you all? And Ron has a sandwich that has been like squeezed with fingerprints <laughs> like, like impressed in his hand. He's like, and so this kind of insinuates that um, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of money. And so his like mom packed him a lunch and he just squeezed it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and I think it's like Ron is but kind Harry's of self-conscious like, about that as we find out. Because it doesn't matter. Obviously, Molly, Weasley, we know that Molly Weasley raises her children with a lot of love. So like they're they're doing fine. They're just a little poor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like a reoccurring like. Yeah. insecurity about Ron like throughout the books is that he's like kind of the middle child mm-hmm. and also his family's poor so like it's just it's a huge insecurity for him and it's kind of like uh, it's not that big of a deal it's okay you're friends but anyway so Harry is like we'll take, we'll take the whole lot of candy for everyone that's so nice <laughs> like I think Harry's like oh my yeah. gosh a friend I've never had a friend my whole life yes I'll be your friend Ron I'll buy you whatever you want I'll buy you the whole cart so you stay so- Yes. And so then they like play with the candy or something. There's like those like trading cards with like Dumbledore on them. And then I don't know how Scabbers he's trying to turn yellow. And all I'm thinking is Scabbers as a man and a rat's body. (laughs) And um, I saw this like tweet or like not tweet. It was like a meme of like Ron was sleeping with a man for 12 years. I was going to do a post of Harry rolling his eyes in the first movie and then some there was like a thing of like <laughs> Fred and George like saw that their their brother was sleeping had a man in his bed but didn't judge him or bring it up. <laughs> like, so I think that's when I saw too. But um yeah so okay then we meet Hermione Granger. She comes in and she's like, "Has anyone seen a toad?" 
all hopping around, hopping around, and then they're like, no. And then she like walks in and sits with them, and she's like, I'm Hermione Granger, and she fixes Harry's glasses too. So we like know that she's smart, and um, I guess that she, I don't, I kind of skipped through this part, but like, did she reveal to them that she, um, has Muggle parents? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't that that all I just know she fixes um, uh, Harry's glasses. And then she tells Ron, and then she tells Ron nose. that he's dirt on his nose. on your nose, and he's like, oh, and then they go to the. Oh, one thing Pardon I want to say. So my husband, uh, when I was watching this, he's like, "Did you know that on the book covers it shows every like whoever will die in it? They'll show like a picture of it on the book covers." I don't know oh, how accurate that is, but that. I'm going to investigate this further. He said on the first oh. one, I was like, well, who dies in the first one? It's like the unicorn dies. And there's a picture of the uni- unicorn, but I'm like, where did you get this fact? I don't know about this. So I'm going to research that, but that's what I heard. Yeah. But now they're, um, so then they, yeah, they arrive at Hogwarts and they're transfixed by its beauty. Um, the first year students get to arrive to the castle in boats over the, yeah, the and lake. Choir and it singing, really creepy. Which makes it creepy. But like, it's kind of cool. Oh, no. Yeah, like just very, it's very creepy but cool because you can see the the castle at night. It's all lit up and beautiful. Yeah, and so Professor McGonagall greets them in the like the foyer or whatever, and she says that a sorting hat will be um, will sort them into the four houses of Hogwarts: Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Um, oh. What house are you out of all the? Because I've taken many quizzes and my okay, well, is always. Okay, first of all, consistent. I want to. So first of all, you? what house do you think I am? Um, I'm only saying this because I you, you've said this to me. You're Slytherin. Yeah, Did you say you were Slytherin? So, okay, so I've taken on um, Pottermore. The, my I go off of my very first quiz on Pottermore because you kind of don't know what to expect. So I got Slytherin. I have gotten Ravenclaw before, but it's mostly Slytherin. Um, what have you gotten? Um, Gryffindor has and been see, very I'm a coward, so I never and it's Gryffindor. only ever been between. <laughs> it's only ever been between Gryffindor and okay. maybe Slytherin like one time, but it's very much. Well, if you don't mind, I know this is going to be a so long I recording just because it's a long movie. I wanted to go through what the houses are a little bit. So I'll be I'll be very sure. brief with this, but there are as we mentioned there are four houses, and of course, obviously, people who knows like they know everybody knows about Harry Potter, all right. But so, this is what the four houses of Hogwarts are. So Gryffindor, which is K, the house she was sorted in, it values bravery, daring, nerve, and chivalry, and its animal is the lion, and its colors are scarlet and gold. And Professor McGonagall and Dumbledore are in the house. So this is like everybody wants to be in this house because it has Harry Potter in it. But you know what? I see value right. in all four houses. I used to not, but I think they're all well, yeah, good. But this is just so, everybody wants to anyway. be it because all of our main characters are pretty much in it. Um, next, we have Hufflepuff, yeah. which is hard work. It values hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play. Its animal is the badger, and yellow and black are its colors. And some famous people in it are like Professor Sprout, um, Newt Scamander, which is in Fantastic Beasts and Where oh, to Find Them. Yeah. Um, let's see. And oh, Cedric, C- how could Cedric I forget role? I'm so excited to oh, cover that you? movie when he's in it. It's gonna be the best, blessed, but the best. Okay. Next is Ravenclaw. So I've gotten Ravenclaw a little bit, but I'm mostly Slytherin. But Ravenclaw values intelligence, knowledge, curiosity, creativity, and wit. Its animal is the eagle. 
and its colors are blue and bronze. Um, so Professor Flitwick's uh, Flitwick's Flitwick is in it. Lo Luna Lovegood, Gilderoy Lock Lockhart, and Ollivander is actually Ravenclaw as well. Okay, so um, Slytherin is next. It is the least desirable house because, so first, this house values ambition, leadership, self-preservation, cunning, and resourcefulness. Um, and the famous people in Slytherin are Lucius Malfoy, Bellatrix the Strange, um, Draco, and of course, Voldemort. So we have all the villains from Slytherin. There is Professor Slughorn, who isn't yeah. a Death Eater, but I don't know. He's kind of weird, too. It's like no one really wants to be in Slytherin because I've never actually heard of a good Slytherin. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are some, but like it just has a bad reputation, I think, because of Voldemort. Yeah. That's like the main thing. <laughs> like, Even though like, Peter Pan is like, so, and also does a lot that of mean other right? houses don't have any bad wizards? Peter Pettigrew was a Gryffindor and Professor Quirrell was a Ravenclaw. Like, those are the only examples you have. <laughs> but anyway, so that is yeah. what that, those are the sorting ho the houses um, in Harry Potter. So, yeah. Yeah. So McGonagall also um, tells everyone that you get points for doing um, a job well done or you get like points for doing good things or like answering the right questions or whatever, um, because there's a house cup mm -hmm. that you can win at the end of the year. And so, um, yeah, she describes that as kind of a big part of the story for some reason. But then um, then this little blonde like boy comes up to Harry and is like, well, 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 Harry Potter is here. I am Draco Malfoy. And Ron laughs at his name. And Draco's like, you, you must be a Weasley. Red hair, hand-me-down robes. I could spot you from a mile away. And then he, like, tries to just, like, sell himself to Harry and be like, I can get you to, like, the right people or whatever. And then Harry's like, I don't want to be your friend. Like, and, like, denies the his kind of friendship. And... <laughs> so now there's one enemy. Yeah. Which is a burn. Really fast. Okay, burn. so at this point, I want you to look this up later. Um... As I said, I had, was watching with commercials. This there is a Cole's Christmas commercial that really uh, pricks the heart because it looks like there's a girl and I who looks like a young me, and the Rainbow Connection is playing during it. <laughs> so just look it up later. It's Cole's Christmas okay. commercial. But anyway, so then Neville's toad. I don't remember if we passes already, but Neville's toad. Um, escapes. And all I have to say is Neville is also one of my favorite characters. He deserves the world. I love Neville so much. And his story, we'll get into this later, but his story is very similar so to sad. Harry's and like things could have been so different if like, it's just, yeah. So he's very, he's a, a hard story. I, and just, I just, I feel that, like he like, deserves more respect, especially when we talk about the last movie, what he does for them. Like he, he saves the day pretty much. Like without them, there's no way he could have, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they go into the, it's called hall. the great hall, the grand hall or whatever. So, Great Hall. And Dumbledore is like, announcements, announcements. Don't go to the third floor corridor on the right-hand side. You will also, die don't go to the Forbidden Forest. Okay, like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. And then they start the sorting with the sorting hat. And um, Hermione is called first. Um, and she's like, 
relax, relax, Hermione. And then she gets sorted in, into Gryffindor. And then also, I was just saying this, but only has, it has to show, have like, our stars. I guess the Ravenclaw isn't represented because they have Susan Bones, who goes to Hufflepuff. But yeah, it's only like the main characters. So yeah, Hermione goes to Gryffindor and Percy greets her there. And then Draco Malfoy. And then the moment the hat reaches his head, he's Slytherin. It doesn't even touch his head, yeah. So he's just a very dark silver, or not yeah, dark very silver, pure but he's pure His silver. whole family's in Slytherin, I think, always. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harry's scar starts hurting, and we don't know why. Oh, wait, not yet. Then, and, so we, we um, forgot the sorting yeah, so of Harry and Ron. Why did I put that in my notes okay. before? The, okay. Well, so bad. then Ron, anyway, so, yeah. he, so as we find out in the book, like he's really, he's a lot of pressure to go into Gryffindor because his whole family's in Gryffindor. So he's really nervous. So he goes and sits and then it's like Gryffindor and he has a relief, a relieved expression on his face. And then Harry Potter and everybody's silent. And so everybody wants Harry Potter in their house. So Harry sits down and take for a second the hat, the sorting hat's like, where to put you? And then he's like, Slytherin would be great for you. And Harry's like, I don't want to be in Slytherin, please, because I don't want to be in an evil house. Like, I, please don't make me go there. And he's like, okay, well, I guess Gryffindor. So he goes into Gryffindor. And there are a ton of handshakes to go around. Yeah. And the feast begins. There's tons of food that I guess the house elves <laughs> and the slaves made. Um, I think it was wasted. And um, Harry asked Percy about Snape. He's like, who's that, um, that guy up there? And then um, Percy lets him know that like Snape is the potions professor, but he's always wanted to be the yeah. Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher for years, lol. And then the ghosties um, of Hogwarts come out and make an appearance. And I was wondering, so how do you become a ghost? And like, do yeah, you just I also choose not to move on? So or like, how do you like stay see there? A little bit about the afterlife, a little bit in the seventh last movie. I don't want to spoil it, but everybody, if you don't know, um, but I think you can choose to move on. I think you can know. choose either to go on whatever is beyond here or if you want to be on Earth. But I don't know why you'd pick to be a ghost. I no, I think that isn't it. If you have like unfinished oh, business or I don't something, think so. or like I, choose. I don't know, I or you're I don't choose. you're like stuck. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think I think you can choose, but maybe like I don't know. Maybe it is more of a you just have things you want to get done here or like do. No, or, yeah, I don't know what you want to say, but you know, whatever. After, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't like, I'll have to look that up because I really I feel like there's something keeping them there. Like that's why Moaning Myrtle is there. Like she's just like she won't Maybe. let go. Of, I get like, that kind of I don't know. okay. I so if ghosts, out, well, I believe in ghosts, but I don't know if I believe in unfinished business ghosts. But if there are unfinished business ghosts, I'm nervous. I want to make sure I finish all my business. <laughs> I don't want to be a ghost, right? But yeah. anyway. Yeah, maybe it's if like you hold like a grudge or something. Maybe that's the kind of thing because like nearly headless, headless Nick. Like, did someone chop maybe. his head off or something? Maybe he's like mad remember. at who did that. I forgot who did that. Like, but yeah, um, I have no idea. So, um, okay, so then that's when that yeah he's so, like that's Professor Snape, like you said. And then all I have to say is, and I will go on about this. I know everybody. One thing I hate that J.K. Rowling did with Snape was that she made him be like a good guy. I think Snape is a horrible, horrible person. No matter what, he is disgusting, and I hate him. He's tacky, and I hate him. 
Yeah, he he definitely like has a bad Alan attitude. Like, I like the actor, but I don't like Snape. I, think, I hate Snape. Yeah, and we'll get into yeah. that later on if you if you know you know. But um, yeah, so they go to the dorms, and Percy's like, "LOL, the staircases like change, so keep up, okay?" There's like tons of staircases; it goes up really high. And they also see that the portraits on the walls like they move, like the figures. Can you move request and, like, to be a portrait? Stuff, which is kind of cool. Again, I don't know. Like, how does that like happen? Because they have like feelings, and they like I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. But um, also to get into the common rooms of the houses, you have to like there's a portrait on the door, and you have to like they ask you for a password, and so um, yeah, so they do that to get in. So the Gryffindor common room um, it's pretty cool. Um, I kind of wish we had seen like the other common rooms, like Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. I think that would have been kind of cool but whatever. Um, and so then their stuff is already brought up to their rooms and then it's like nighttime. And um, Harry, I just wrote that Harry is like out of his bed. It's like nighttime. Everyone's asleep. Harry is thinking about like, well, my life has changed so much. I'm already being treated like an actual <laughs> human being and not a piece of shit. Well, it's <laughs> almost like, it's wor- like he's worshipped. Like, it's like, wow, what a, like a, a huge change from home. <laughs> It's like huge change, which can be a lot for an eleven-year-old to handle. Up my window, I have a friend. Like I really feel so bad for Harry. Like his life really did change. Like he has all this attention and friends now, and people are actually respectful to him. And it's like it's so weird. Like I don't know how I handle that, but he's just very. I would have some issues, some trauma. You think it'd go to your head? <laughs> like you'd high five everyone and be like, hey, I know, I don't know, but I, I don't, like, I don't know. have to say. <laughs> it is an adjustment, even if it's a good one. Um yeah. so yeah, then there shows her Yeah. They just go to class and she's they're late to McDonald's class. Nothing really happens in there. We just see her change into a cat, which is her cool little trick she has. And then we see them go to potions, which is taught by Snape, yeah. who I hate. Yes. It's weird though, because um, I remember when you were reading the sixth book, and like Snape had a really big part in that, or no, seventh? I don't know. One where the like I know I think it was Prince, um, right? yeah, the seventh. No, yeah, but I feel like you had like kind words. No, it was the seventh. I remember you telling me that like um, you were like crying about Snape and his story. Um, so I thought you had I, like I was much better feelings. Then. So have they we'll changed? get into it. I okay. So Snape, just spoiler. <laughs> I won't say too much. He also had an abusive childhood. So yeah, like that's horrible. I felt so bad for him. However, I looking back now as an adult and the way he treats Harry and especially Neville. I think he's a horrible piece of shit. Like, I just feel like you can be mad about James Potter if you want. You can be mad. But again, these are kids. They had nothing to do with that. They didn't do anything to you. They're 11 years old. You are an asshole. Like, I just, I hate Snape so much. And he was like an incel. An incel. Yeah. yeah, So in potions. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So Snape is very snooty in potions class. Um, He has greased black hair at chin length, parted down the middle. He wears the same robes every single day. One can assume they're just black and he just seems very miserable. Snape picks on Harry, of course. He's like (laughs) our new celebrity. And he asks them, um, he asks him about like a a question about like a potion that like 
Harry would not know because he was raised by muggles. He's 11. It's his first day of Potion's class. Well, another thing, too, it shows there's a deleted scene because Hermione's raising her hand right next to him. And then he's like, Harry's like, clearly Hermione knows. And then it was like Harry was sassy. And I'm like, listen, Snape, Harry is used to people like you. This ain't his first rodeo. No. And then, um, so Harry obviously can't answer the question, so Snape is like, clearly, fame isn't everything. And then Draco is like, burn. And then, um, yeah, so they obviously no. don't have a good connection, good relationship. And so then, hey, we get to the great call. It's Mildred! And the owls? <laughs> From the owl. Yes. Um, probably. I think in the owlry, like, where they, um, can go send mail, it yeah, has lots well, of troops in it. Maybe they're they smart that and they just the use books, the owlry, like, owl, owlry, oh my gosh, as their bathroom? I don't know, because I would be concerned. It's, like, all over the food and their homework. Yeah. Yeah. So, owls bring in the mail, they drop it on the tables, like, let's not, you know, be careful of, like, food or anything. Like, <laughs> But, um, so then Harry's, like, uh, can I borrow your newspaper, The Daily Prophet? And so um, he borrows it from Ron, and he reads an article saying that the vault that he and Hagrid had went into... I feel like a lot of information to put in into, the newspaper. The like, one that Hagrid... It was vault 713, and it had secret Hogwarts business yeah. in it. Like... Okay. Right. <laughs> so, but maybe they always have to, like... Very, it's, very I don't know. Specific, yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. But whatever. But yeah, so it's perfect for the storyline, obviously um yeah yeah so they go to um is it called brooms class oh, this is what i wrote i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait is this like class just a first year class so, or like i've never yeah, I seen think this it's like a p or maybe it's like driver's ed sort of I guess. So does everyone need to know how to fly a broom then are they like that common like i thought people uh what's it called um trans Aberate, oh my yeah. gosh what's the thing apparate like, no yeah, is that what it's called later. yeah yeah I, it's like i thought people did that yeah i feel the same it's i like, um i also have a really fast question so this is kind of no i'll wait till the next the next it's the next um movie sorry okay continue oh so they're in brooms class taught by madam hooch who's a referee of quidditch games <laughs> and um so she's like teaching them how to like live you know some in the broom and stuff and then neville's yeah, broom goes neville. like crazy and he like he's flying on it and then he falls and breaks his wrist and again neville is just like this bumbling like he can't help but he's just kind of awkward neville and he always just, like forgets I, things and he's just like i don't know, I don't know. Uh, neville really is one of my favorite characters i just really think he is He's a good person. I think he's... He's a good lad. I think he is smart. I just think people have low expectations for him, which is really sad. I don't know. So this is my question to you, and I think we'll deal with it later. Maybe I should wait. But knowing what you know about Neville's story, like regarding their parents, would you have Harry's situation or Neville's? I think Harry's. Oh, um... Well, maybe also they're Harry gone. He Neville's the parents like, they don't recognize him. They're crazy. Like I would, I honestly would take Harry's circumstances. Like I feel so bad for Neville. Yeah, but we'll get into that later, I guess. Next movie, several movies. No, I, yeah. Oh, 
And I forgot to say that during mail time, um, Neville, his grandmother raised him mm -hmm. and she sent him a remembral. And that's like, it glows red when you've like forgotten something. So anyway, so uh, back to the broom class um, or whatever. <laughs> um, so Neville is being like, his broom is going crazy. And then he falls off the broom and he like breaks his wrist. And Madame Hooch is like, okay, I need to take you to the hospital wing. And he's like, she's like, no one move. Yeah. And so then Draco walks over to like where the broom was and he sees that the remember all had fallen out and he's like, Ooh, it's mine now. And then Harry's like, give it back Malfoy. And then they go on like a little, um, yeah. like flying chase with each other. To get the remember all. So obviously we know and Harry's then, good at brooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, Malfoy's also pretty decent. You see Malfoy I don't know. being casually <laughs> on his broom and like, I'm gonna go take this to the roof. And then Harry is a hero. <laughs> um, but so then, um, what's his face? Malfoy yeah. throws the remember all, and then Harry's like, I gotta go get it for my friend Neville. And so he goes and he catches it in midair, but it's right before Professor McGonagall's office. And so she sees and she's like, What? And she goes out there. <laughs> And he goes, and then he goes down to the grass, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Harry, go Harry!" And he's like, "Yeah!" And then McGonagall's like, "Harry Potter, come here!" And so then everybody thinks he's going to be expelled. They wouldn't expel Harry Potter? Are you kidding? They would never. Yeah, expel I just Harry wrote Potter. that. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. So then she like goes up to uh, Professor Quirrell's class with um, Harry to get Oliver Wood, who's a Gryffindor Quidditch um, captain, and she's like, "Hey, I found you a new seeker." Oh well, and so then um, Harry's the, new, the youngest the like seeker or something, right? Like ever. Yeah, and so then um, Hermione like found in like a trophy case. She's like, "Harry, your dad was a seeker too for Gryffindor." Yeah, I thought that was cute that Hermione showed really that to sweet. him, and. Which is why, honestly, Harry and Hermione yeah, should have exactly. ended up together. Okay, so then... Probably. <laughs> and so the trio, um, they accidentally go to the third floor, to the Forbidden Room. Um, so that's kind of all I have written Fluffy. down. And then they see the three-headed dog. Um, so do you have anything to add? Yeah, Fluffy. So anything else so... to add in that section? Okay, hold on. Okay, I was like, why are you guys all screaming at the same time? I know it was for theatrical purposes but i was like shut up just get out of there and then ron made a good point why is this out of school <laughs> like i i agree ron i don't know and i on oh i, don't I don't know, know. the door that was guarding like right that led into the room where fluffy was all you had to do was alohomora isn't there a i would feel like it'd be more heavily guarded right i know an 11 year old like which could figure that out like that it should yeah. be like more locked up like or have different like doors or something like, I, think I don't it was know ridiculous. so i didn't think about okay, that okay and then totally that's true. oh then what then so. there's the famous line if before all of you get yourselves killed or worse expelled as hermione says everybody talks about that line okay so then mm -hmm. next it's and i was going to say too it's very dramatic but i feel like it's appropriate for this the first two movies i kind of i'm like it's okay for hermione to be dramatic because emma watson i'm gonna say it i don't think she's a good actor um it's a little too much. She's very dramatic, especially in this first movie. Like, she goes over the top. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, like, we'll get into that more whatever, later. I think it's kind of appropriate now because I feel like these first two movies were kind of more fun and light and breezy. And so it kind of worked. Um, but anyway, so next it's Oliver Wood teaching Harry yeah. Quidditch. And I remember I always thought Wood was cute when I was little. You didn't think he was cute? 
I didn't. I thought he was. No thanks. Um, but no. so he's like the what is he? What no. is his woods role again? He's the captain. He's like oh, the I forgot what he does. Whatever the yeah, goal is. I just know he's the captain. But yeah. So all I have to say is, so Quidditch is like a thing where you have to throw a ball, the quaffle through hoops of different points, and then you catch a snitch. But there are bludgers chasing you around. And all I have to say is, why do wizards have make everything so hard for themselves? I don't know. Because they right. already have magic. They have to challenge themselves. Like, they have to keep doing yeah, that, you know? Because they already have so much, like, at their fingertips. So um, they have to keep themselves, like... I don't know, entertain and keep learning and stuff and practice yeah. their skills. So then they um, they're they in charms class with so. Professor Flitwick, whose look changes later on. He gets a more youthful look later on. Um, but he's teaching them to do Langardium Leviosa. And then they do Swish and Flick. And so everybody's struggling. Leviosa. But of course, Hermione does great. But Ron is like, <laughs> Langardium Leviosa. And then Hermione's like, no, you're doing this wrong. And she shows him. And then he like... And everybody's like, oh, good, Hermione, go, Hermione. And then later, Ron is talking about Hermione to Ron. I mean, Harry and a couple other guys. And he's like, she's a nightmare, honestly. No wonder she hasn't, she doesn't have any friends. And then Hermione hears him. And she is crying about it. Poor Hermione. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. What yeah, happened, hold on. One more is thing. Is it Halloween yet? Or did I skip a part? <laughs> Another reason I feel like Harry and Hermione should have gotten okay. together. They're both kind of misfits. So Harry, he's like, he's like famous and popular and everything, but also he doesn't feel like he's, he's, he's different. And Hermione is a muggle born. And also she's smarter than everybody and eager. And she kind of is a misfit too. I feel like Harry and Hermione would have un understand each other better as people. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Yes, it's Halloween, yeah, so they're at the Great Hall, that. but Hermione isn't there. She's in the bathroom crying. She's been crying all day. Because... Yeah, lots of treats, pumpkins lots in the air. Lots of treats on the table. And they're like, yeah, Hermione's, or Neville's like, she's been in the bathroom all day crying. And then Harry, Ron's like, whatever. And then um, Professor Quirrell storms in. And he's like, there's a troll in the dungeon. And he faints. And then everybody panics, and so Dumbledore's like, silence! <laughs> and he's like, Everybody, go to the dormitories. Teachers and I will go to the dungeons, okay? So they're starting, Harry and Ron are starting to go to the dormitories, but then Harry's like, wait a second, Hermione's in the bathroom. We gotta go tell her. She could be in danger. Which again, Harry is a better person than Ron. That's all I have to say, okay? Um, so then Hermione's in the bathroom and she's been crying, but she's like, okay, I'll, hop, I'll have to go out now. And then we see that the troll has entered the girl's bathroom. um yeah so they like follow so Hermione like walks out of her stall and she's like done crying and then she like looks up and the troll is in there and she's mm -hmm. all panicked because it, it starts like, like hitting the stalls and like hitting the sinks and stuff and Harry yeah and Harry and Ron um they walk in or they run in they're trying to like help her out and then um you know some things happen they tried to, <laughs> trying to think what I wrote down um so anyway uh the troll picks up Harry and um Harry's like please help he's gonna hit me with his club and so then Hermione's yeah. like Ron do the charm we learned that I made fun of you for and then Ron is like when Guardian Leviosa and then the club like gets suspended in midair and then um it drops on his head and then the troll gets knocked out and he drops Harry and then also Harry um mm -hmm. stuck his wand into the troll's nosey and it has boogers on it now so that was really gross 
And so they defeated the troll and then um, Snape, McGonagall, and uh, what's his name? Squirrel, Quirrell come in and they're like, what in the devil? What happened? And so then uh, like Ron and Harry are like trying to explain. And then um, Hermione's like, I can explain. It was all me, all my fault. I came in to like try to defeat the troll because I thought I could do it. But then Ron and, her, um, Ron and Harry saved me. And so then they get points for that from McGonagall. I just have one question. Really so then fast. they're all friends again. So we know the and, troll must have been let in by somebody, right? Which we yeah. find out who later. But do trolls live in the Forbidden Forest? Yeah. I think so. I think there's like a ton well, of like people or like weird magical creatures out there. Like, Is it a forest? huge forest or something? I don't know. Well, maybe since it's like it's such an old school, like I feel like maybe in olden times, even in Merlin yeah, times, like right. people just didn't really care. They just built where they could. Like they couldn't really scout out the area and be like, oh, this isn't like this is dangerous. Like I think that's why it's just I don't know. They can't really like move locations because it's such an old school and like things were kind of different back then. That's what I think. But also we noticed that in the bathroom, Harry sees that Snape has a wound on yeah. his leg. And so he's like kind of suspicious um, about Okay. That. So then now the next morning is actually Harry's first Quidditch match. So it looks like he's eating meatballs with skin on them. What is he eating? Quidditch. I've always wondered that. I, every time I, don't I watched know, I didn't it, I've always seen him he's no playing idea. around with his food because he's nervous. But anyway, so Snape comes up to him. He's like, Good, good luck. Good. How does he talk again? <laughs> good luck. Or, I don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so he's like, even like, I'm disgusting. Um, but... He's against <laughs> Slytherin or something like that. And so I was kind of like, why did he congratulate him? But whatever. Um, yeah. And he's like, and then he like limps away, and then Harry's like, Hermione, Ron, see, he has like a wound on his leg, and he's limping. Nah, like, so. do you think it's from that dog? And is then, that what um, or like, is that what they think? Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden, mail comes, but it's like they, it's too early for mail, and Harry's like, I never get mail, and they realize it's a broomstick, it's a Nimbus two thousand, and it's from Professor <laughs> who's very kind. A Nimbus two thousand. Yeah, I know, very nice. Um, so then time for the Quidditch match between Gryffindor and Slytherin. So I didn't really like write down a play, play by play of like all the moves also, they did. I just kind of put the base. Okay. So first, like Harry's nervous point. and Wood's like, are you nervous? And he's like, yeah, a little. And he's like, don't worry about it. Um, and he's like, I was nervous for my first match too. And Harry's like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I was in a coma for a week. And then I have a question too. Do wizards wear sunscreen? <laughs> um. Probably not. I'm sure there's like a charm the sun that is, is really like, bright. acts as like a shield from the sun, maybe. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, that's a good question. I think they probably yeah, they, they don't dabble in lotions and butters and stuff. Um, so then they, they start the game like, and it's against Slytherin and Madam Hooch. Yeah. I actually really like Madam Hooch, and she's like, I don't I want a nice clean game from all of you. And she throws up the quaffle and the game is begun. Nice clean and game. so all I have to say is everybody, and I think this is on purpose, everybody on Slytherin team is unfortunate looking. <laughs> well, and I like think this is on like, purpose. Like, I like feel like this was to make us hate Slytherin like even me. more. Um, and I was like, is there nobody nice in Slytherin because they keep yeah. elbowing everybody? I think, yeah, no one's, That's like, nice, which is right? weird, because, be like, there has to be at least, you know, a few people who are um, decent. Maybe they don't care. Actually, maybe they're just not me. going to the I games. Go to any just, like, games. I don't know. 
Yeah. So um, all I have written down is that like <laughs> the game. Okay. So Harry's job is to get the golden snitch and that will like win them the game. And um, it seems that Harry's broom has been cursed and he's like dangling like from the broom with just one hand he's about to fall off and then like Hermione and Ron are like what 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 in the devil and so then they see that like Snape is like chanting something like under his breath and so then Hermione's like leave it to me I'll stop Snape I think he's casting the spell on the broom and so then she like lights a fire on or like lights Snape's cloak on fire and stops him from doing his little chant and then the broom like is fine like regains its like control and then um <laughs> what did i pull it yes. uh, so he gets so snitch, he gets a right? snitch because it was in his and mouth and he pops it out which is important <laughs> for later but he holds it up because like yeah 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 oh, yes. yeah and everybody's like go go gryffindor again he's loving yeah loving the attention which i understand like he hasn't had any attention his for yeah, entire life same. so i get why he's yeah like, you know what yeah, go harry you're allowed me. to have that like, moment. Um, <laughs> so proud but then so then they're talking to harry i mean just hagrid and then he's like why would snape curse harry and hermione's like because he was making eye contact and he wasn't blinking and i just have so much enunciation hermione enunciate <laughs> Um, and so then they're like, right. he wanted to get past that three. He tried to get past that three-headed dog, and he's like, Fluffy, there's nothing wrong with Fluffy. And then they're like, What? And then he's like, Yeah, I bought him off a guy in a pub, whatever. And he's like, Don't be meddling in this. This is just between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. And they're like, And he's like, I shouldn't have said that. So I was like, Flamel? they only honestly figured this out because Hagrid <laughs> was spilling the beans too much. Right. Okay, so then now it's Christmas. Happy Christmas, Harry. And it's snowing, and the castle's beautiful. Hagrid's bringing in a giant Christmas tree. Um, so some children stay, like, in at Hogwarts for Christmas, and others go back home. Hermione's choosing to go oh, back home. So he I guess was going to go home, staying, but now his um, parents are going to go visit his, his other brother in somewhere. Romania. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because his brother, that yeah. brother lives in Romania because he, like, takes care of dragons or something. I forgot. Yeah, so and, right. um, Harry obviously and is so it's Christmas morning, and then Ron's like, Harry, Harry, wake up! And he's waking up, and he's like, happy Christmas, happy Christmas. And he's like, what are you wearing? And then Ron's like, oh, it's my mom gave it to me. You have one, too. And then Harry's like, I have presents? I'm so sad. And then I have to say, too, this was so kind of Molly Weasley because she only met Harry one time. But I'm sure Ron was telling her, like, listen, she has horrible muggles for guardians. Mm. Like, are there presents we can give him, too? And Molly just made him a sweater. Like, she gave him all these gifts. I feel that's, like, so kind of Molly. No, they're, mm-hmm. Weasleys are so nice and caring. They're just, like, very accepting of everyone and, like, very yeah, very warm Me people. Too. So I'm glad that Harry had that. Opportunity so Harry does get them. one cool gift but, though, and yeah. we find out later he... who it's from. But at the time, we don't know. And it says, yes. "Your father left this to me in my possession before he died. Use it well." And so, like, what? And so he puts it on. He opens it up and he puts it on. It's an invisibility cloak, which are very rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rarest. Um, okay, I'll go through it. So um, next we have Harry. Okay, oh sorry. Before um, I mentioned, so they're supposed to be doing research on Nicholas Flamel, and they told Hermione like we've looked everywhere, and Hermione's like not the research. Oh yeah, yeah. Section. 
So Harry is deciding that he'll sneak out at night and go to the restricted section to find stuff about him. So he's just boldly holding a lantern in the library, just a disembodied hand. Mm -hmm. And he's looking around the restricted, restricted section and it, it, he easily opened it up. I thought it'd be more secure also, but whatever. And so um, he goes over to some books and he opens right. one and there's a guy that a head that comes out that screams at him. So it's loud. And so he panics. And so he puts it back, but he hears filch. So now he's like, oh, no, I got to put the cloak back on. And as he does it, he knocks over the lamp and it breaks on the ground. So he has to get out. So Snape, Filch. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then. Oh, well, um, yeah. So then all I have next is Harry's like mm -hmm. he's running out and he stumbles across um, Snape interrogating Quirrell. And Snape is like, you don't want me to be your enemy. And so then he then Snape almost yeah. like sees Harry or like he can tell that there's like someone there. Well, remember because he does. So I think Snape is a really skilled wizard as we know, but like we'll talk about that later. Oh, but yeah, I'm assuming he's using that. I would guess. <laughs> but anyway, so Harry runs yeah. and he panics and he goes into this room. Again, I don't know why this isn't more boarded up, but whatever. So he goes and he finds this giant mirror and he goes over and it has, it's like really big and it has like engravings on it. And he looks at it and he sees his parents, which this part always makes me sad because he stands in it and he sees his mom and he sees his dad. And the music yeah. is really pretty. It kind of sounds like Edward Scissorhands music a little bit. And so he looks at him and he's like, mom, mom, because I forgot it's British, mom, yeah. dad. And then I'm like, why am I crying right now? <laughs> it's just really sad. And then so he sees it and he's he's like so excited. So he wakes up Ron. He's like, come, come see my dead parents. But Ron doesn't see his dead parents in the mirror. He sees himself as Quidditch captain and like head boy. So it's interesting to see. So, okay. So oh, yeah. as we see, there's like a deleted scene of where Harry's in front of the fire in the Great Hall, just staring into it. And then. Ron's like, do you want to play some chess? And he's like, no. And he's like, do you want to go see Hagrid? No. So Harry is dwelling on it. And I think he's grieving a little bit too, because I think now it's kind of hitting him that his parents are like really gone. So he. Well, yeah, it's the first time that he's had like yeah. kind of, because he had no information about them before, but like now he's like allowed to like think about them and like talk about them and stuff and like know about them. So yeah, this is kind of like his first time. And also he's like becoming older. So he, it's like going to hit him a little bit more that like, Oh wait, my parents are gone. And like, why? And like, what happened? And like, I feel sad about this. I do feel very bad for Harry and <laughs> as an orphan, um, half orphan yeah. myself. Well, I, and so then <laughs> I relate. He, go, he keeps sneaking back out every night, but suddenly Dumbledore is like, he's there. Cause he knows what Harry's been doing. He's like, Listen, Harry, like, I know this mirror gives everybody, when you look into it, exactly the deepest desires of their hearts, but it doesn't give us knowledge or truth, and men have gone crazy in front of it. And it's not, he says, it does not do, he says this, it says, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live, which I thought was a good, good advice. Like, they're gone now, Harry. Yeah. You are allowed to grieve. You probably should grieve. It's oh, going to be like, it's quote. okay to miss your parents. But listen, you have to keep going, okay? So I, thought, I just really like this Dumbledore. I just, I can't imagine the yeah. other Dumbledore saying this. I just, I love this Dumbledore. I'm so sad he died. Um, okay, so then now, Hedwig takes, I don't know, it shows a scene uh, right after this. He's he taking Hedwig out to go in the snow and like let her free. I have to say, Owl's legs are cute. <laughs> 
Oh, owls are adorable. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I saw this thing online that like owl baby owls will like they sleep like on their like face oh, I've seen that, like yeah. planted They're to so the ground because like their bodies are so heavy they like fall over like their legs are not strong enough. They're so cute, yeah. yeah and their legs are like all skinny um, and t- like just really cute. Like I really like. Okay, them. so then let me double check. So the children sneak out to Hagrid's. Pie. Okay, so is then it shows have- it's not, it was winter, but now it looks like it's spring because all of the snow is melted and it kind of shifts in time a little bit. Um, and so there's a deleted scene. I just want to talk about Neville a little bit more. Malfoy bound his legs together. So he's hopping and he's like, and Ron's like, you need to stand up for yourself, Neville. And he's like, I know. And it's like, oh, poor Neville. But then, so then it's just a small deleted scene, but I guess it's kind of important later. But anyway, so then it shows, um, Ron and Hermione, they're in the, the, uh, library because Hermione is like, I can't believe I forgot about this. I checked this out weeks ago for a bit of light reading. And it's a book and you look in it and it looks like a scrapbook because there are like leather patches sewn in. <laughs> like little things in there. But she's like, Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker <laughs> of the Sorcerer's Stone. It makes the drinker immortal. So they're like, Flamel just must have asked Dumbledore to guard it. Is that right? Okay. Because oh, um, Flamel, um, I think yes, Dumbledore I think and Flamel, because so. they knew each other, they yeah. worked together and stuff. But yeah, so then they go to Hagrid and they're like, Hagrid! It's at night. Hagrid, we know about the Sorcerer's Stone. And then Hagrid's like, okay. So he brings them in and he's working. He has like an egg. He's like heating up or whatever. And so they're saying, Snape is trying to steal it. And Hagrid's like, no, he's protecting it. And so they're like, wait a second. There are other things protecting it too, huh? And so then the dragon starts hatching and it sounds like a screaming woman. It goes like, ah! and then like, so then it's like, he names it Norbert. And this is the one he bought off somebody in a pub as well. Um, but then Hagrid looks and he sees that Malfoy is uh, spying on them through his windows. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Draco finds them and then they all get caught and like get detention or no, mm-hmm. Dra- uh, Draco turns them in to Professor McGonagall and then Professor McGonagall is like, you are not allowed outside of the castle, or, like outside of your rooms at night. So you all get detention, all four of you. And your punishment is you get to go to the forbidden forest. That's very extreme detention because, like they said, there are really bad things in the forbidden forest. Okay, well, also the first thing that like um, Dumbledore says, like when they he's greeting the first years, is that like you were not allowed into the forbidden forest. So I just think yeah, it's kind of funny that like they made that a punishment that's allowed. That kind of goes against everything that like they you know were talking about. So I thought that was really weird. But um, yeah. So anyway, so they go uh, yes. down so they go to down with like Phil Trey right? and um, so Hagrid's Phil like, okay, well we got to go. I've got some important business to do. So they're following. Um, I'm going to try to skip over some of this because we I realize we're kind of going a little bit longer than usual. It is a long. Time. Uh, so yeah, what? Well, so I guess. The, what they're gonna do, what um, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna go to the Forbidden Forest, and um, they Hagrid's been finding some like injured unicorns lately, and he found some like unicorn blood, 
And so he's like, okay, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to try to find the injured unicorn so that we can, like, help it. And, we, like, we don't know what's hurting the unicorn. And then he splits them up. And he's like, okay, I want um, Ron and Hermione to come with me. And yeah. Draco, Fang, and I know. Harry and so, and why go would you, together. Why would you split them up? Um, so they're arguing and stuff. Malfoy's like, this is so stupid. My father will hear about this. And then Harry's like, yeah, and he's like, I always think you're scared, Draco. Wait, so my and so then as they're running, they stumble upon the dead unicorn and something is feeding on it. So then Malfoy screams and runs off and then Fang also runs off. But Harry is just like stuck, like standing there staring at him. Right. And he... Because well, his head is hurting. Yeah, and then his he's scar stumbling is hurting back again, so he's, like, on, um, he's kind of like he paralyzed. He over some roots, and then the creepy thing, like, it's in, it's just a black cloak we see. We kind of see it burying its teeth a little bit, but then it, like, moves and, like, like floats on the ground and stands up, and then it goes, It's so creepy. And so then it's coming towards him, and then Harry's like, I'm frozen in fear. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we hear hooves, and then Therese, the uh, centaur, like starts pawing at the guy and the guy um, floats off into the sky. Yeah. And then um, I kind of skipped over what friend Firen's oh, said, what he but he's like, it's like really dangerous oh, out he here. Like says, that creature um, was like, Harry Potter, you should not be here in the forest. So. And then Harry's like, what was that thing you saved me from? And Firenze is like a monstrous creature. It's a terrible crime to slay a unicorn pretty much. Um, like it'll stop you from death, but the moment you drink it, like you have become cursed. And so it's like, he's like, it's horrible crime to slay a unicorn. And so then he's like, do you know what is in this school right this moment? And then and Harry's like, yes, wait, are you meaning to tell me that's Voldemort? And then friends is like, doesn't answer him, but kind of does. So we kind of guess that that could probably is Voldemort who was trying to, um, drink the unicorn blood. So then. So I have a really quick question. So if um, Firenze knows that, that it's like Voldemort, like why hasn't he well, told Hagrid or uh, Dumbledore? All the way, that's like really big thing. Yes. He just is like, he sus probably, probably suspect it is. Like why wouldn't he tell that to like Dumbledore? That's like a huge thing. Like Voldemort is so powerful and has been like away for twelve years. Like wouldn't you want to be like, hey, there's like this creepy guy who keeps like killing all the unicorns and the um, <laughs> and he flies and he's in the Forbidden Forest. Can you like maybe? Well, okay, this? so I, I really don't know. One what to thing do. I think like, Dumbledore I probably suspects something is that because I don't know why friends wouldn't tell him his suspicions. But do you remember in the seventh book? Um, it like shows, uh, I don't want to give away too much. We'll talk about it, but he tell, it shows a flashback where he tells Snape, like, keep an eye on Quirrell for me, won't you? Cause I think he knows that something's up with Quirrell. I don't think he knows exactly that Voldemort mm -hmm. is attached to Quirrell yet, but I think like Dumbledore suspects. And I think he knows like once Harry is now going to school, Voldemort will try to make himself known. So I think it's like, they kind of know, but I know I thought the same thing. Um, but yeah, so Harry's like nervous and he tells yeah. his he tells his friends, he tells Hermione, she's like, Don't worry, Harry. Who is the one wizard that Voldemort always feared? Dumbledore. As long as he's here, you can't be touched. Um, but unfortunately, Dumbledore is um urgently called to business at the ministry. And so they're like, Okay, we know that Snape is probably going to steal the snake the stone for Voldemort. We gotta do something about it.
Yeah. So, okay. Don't they like sneak out at night, but then Neville like blocks them. He's like, no, you can't go. No sneaking out. And so then Hermione stuns him. I know. Well, like, 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 he's trying to stay Yeah. So then. Like, okay, so we yeah. know, and then Hag- Hagrid had let it slip to them that the way to calm Fluffy was to play him music. So they're like, okay, so we're going to go to the the thing and we're going to try to stop Snape from stealing it because we know yeah. all this stuff. I don't know why they didn't tell McGonagall, but whatever. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I know they're 11, but um, yeah, so they go in again to where Fluffy is and they see that mm-hmm. there's already a harp and it's playing music. So Fluffy's like asleep. And then, um, oh, I think okay. so they, then they start, they sorry, open, I they did very vague descriptions for the to next, get to the like, trap door underneath. Heart? And so they're like, okay. So Harry's like, I'm going to go first. Any sign of movement, get yourselves out. And then all of a sudden the move, the music stops playing. And he's like, does it sound awfully quiet to you? And then Fluffy wakes up. So they all have to jump in and they land on devil oh. snare. So devil snare is like a type of plant that if you struggle too much against it, it'll strangle you to death. So Hermione's yeah. like, you have to relax, relax and I'll leave you alone. But then, and Harry listens to her, but Ron of course does not. So then Hermione's like, okay, okay. She casts a spell and then um, it's so, like devil snare hates sunlight. So annoyed, and so she cat, like puts like sun or like light into devil snare. So she saves Ron's life. So that's the first challenge kind of to get past. Yeah. So then they. Yes. And so then, yeah, so they like go more like underground and so they just have to keep going. Like they have nowhere else to go. And the next task is um, there's like this broom and then a ton of these like they look like dragonflies, but they're like these um, keys with wings and they're all flying around. And so like the task is that you have to like get the one key. He takes it upon himself to fly around, get that key. He grabs it and then they go to the next um, task and it's real life wizard's chest, which is Ron's forte. So creepy too. Cause they're, it's just, I, this scene will always creep me out when I was yeah. little. So Harry's like, we've got, no, Ron's like, we've got to play across the board. And so he's like, are you be over there? I'm going to be a knight. So uh, now is Ron's chance to show that he's a brave person. So, um, so they start playing. I didn't really know log the moves, but essentially it's wizard's chess. So when you like, and I don't know anything about chess, but when you like do something against your opponent, the winner, like, or the winner of that move or whatever smashes and like kind of destroys the other piece. So it's very dangerous. Um, so they're towards the end of the game. And so Ron's like, I have to sacrifice myself. And so he moved towards, he moves towards the queen and so the queen stabs the horse and then Ron is flown off and he gets like knocked out. Um, and then, well, I have a question. What? So whoever was like there first, how did they pass the challenge? Like, do the chess pieces rebuild themselves or like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I would assume. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then he tells Harry, he, before that he told Harry, like, you can now check the king and we'll win. So then Harry goes up to the king. He's like, checkmate and this the sword like pull like fl- like falls out of this king's hand and so then he goes over to harry hermione's like you take her take ron upstairs send an owl to dumbledore and she's like you're gonna do okay harry you're so brave and so then they have like a touching moment again why they should have gotten together i don't know right. but so then now it's the last thing so harry goes and he sees that actually it's quirrell in front of the mirror of erisette yep 
And Coral is like looking into the mirror and he's like, I see what I desire. I see myself holding the stone. And then we hear this like creepy voice being like, use the boy. And so then we like figure out that's Voldemort talking. Well, and he kind of explains to Harry, like, this is what happened. It wasn't Snape. No, I am the one who did this. Yeah. So <laughs> We see Harry and he's wearing, I just, for some reason, I noticed the um, red sweater and burnt khakis he's wearing. But, um, so, um, Coral's like, I'm never alone. And so that's what, yeah, he says, use the boy. And so he unwraps his headdress, which I feel like that would hurt. I don't know. I feel like I can imagine having, like, I don't know, hair accessories on my head forever. And then, you know how, like, when you take out breaths sometimes after a long time and it hurts a little bit? Oh, yeah, that probably is how it feels like. I don't have breaths on my hair. And we see Voldemort's face, which looks very different from the Voldemort in later movies, but yeah. whatever. Um, so ha- Voldemort's, like, trying to get um, Harry to work with him. Like, we can be so powerful. There's no such thing as good and evil, only power. And so then we know that, that Harry has the stone in his pocket because he saw himself in the mirror putting the stone in his pocket. And he feels it in there. So Voldemort's, like... Um, He's, he sees, like, why are you lying to me, Harry? Get him, Quirrell! So then Quirrell tries to go over to Harry, and so he knocks him down. The stone falls out of his pocket, and then Quirrell starts to strangle him. But then Harry pushes his hands against on his hand, and it starts to burn and make, like, Quirrell's hand turn to ash. Yeah. And so then he's like, what is this magic? And he's like, keep going. That's what Voldemort said. And, <laughs> and Quirrell's literally, Harry, like, dying. What? And he's like, no, <laughs> and so then Harry's like, yeah. And so he puts his hands on Quirrell's face and then his whole body. And this is kind of a, I, I would feel like it'd be very disturbing to witness. Yeah. He like, his whole body crumbles to ash and you see his, his clothes, like his suit kind of like fall and sway to the ground. and just, he's gone. So Quirrell is dead. And so we see the stone, which always looks like crystal candy or like jello oh, to me. I always loved how it looked. Like I loved yeah, you're right. It did look like you'd eat it or something. It was just so pretty. And like, I thought of that too when I was little. But um, yeah, so anyway, so uh, Harry has the stone now. And then we see behind him, like as he's looking at the stone, that um, Voldemort's spirit is like leaving Kroll's body. And then he like turns around and then Voldemort's spirit like goes straight through Harry and it knocks him out. And so then Harry yes. awakes in the hospital wing and he mm-hmm. sees that Dumbledore is there with him. Who was conveniently God yeah. during this entire thing, so whatever. <laughs> yes, as always, it seems. And also, I wanted to say, too, it feels like every big disaster happens at the end of the school year. I know. Voldemort is so, like, um, kind about that. Like, he gives him an entire yeah. year to, like, <laughs> have fun times. <laughs> so, yeah, so Harry wakes up, and there's a ton of candy around him. So, like, it's almost like, oh, from all of your admirers, the whole school knows what happened. And so then uh, Harry starts to ask him questions. So he's like, is Voldemort dead? And he's like, no, I, I told Dumbledore's like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, do you know what protected you from Quirrell and Voldemort? And he's like, no. He's like, it's just love, Harry. Your mother's love. So the spell that, that like made um, him, like, or whatever, the spell that like protected Harry when he first was like faced with Voldemort protected him again against Quirrell. So the answer is love. So that he meets and he reunites with Ron and Hermione. Like, are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, we're great. And so they're in, but now they're in the Great Hall. So they think Slytherin's going to win the House Cup. So everybody's depressed because no one likes Slytherin. <laughs> and so 
um, they're like, there's like banners and flags that have the Slytherin flags and everybody's wearing pointy witch hats. And so then Dumbledore's like, before we get to the feast, there are some last minute points I want to award. So first he awards Hermione. Oh, also Gryffindor's last place in points because of it. Yeah. So because of all the shenanigans uh, Herm- Harry, Ron, and Hermione did. So Hermione, she is awarded 50 points for the cool use of intellect in the time of like frazzled. <laughs> so she wins 50 points. Ron wins 50 points for an amazing game of chess. Harry for being courageous wins 60 points. So now they're tied with Slytherin. And then I love this. He said, and now it takes a great, great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies, but even more to stand up to your friends. I would Neville Longbottom 10 points. So because of Neville's courage, they are now the lead and they have won the House Cup. And I just said, yes, Neville, justice for Neville. So, Well, does Neville have like a best friend at all? Or does he have like, I just feel like he's kind of a lonely boy who's. I feel bad for him. I think people, I think like Gryffindor, people are nice to him and he has like friends, but I don't think he has like a best friend. No, which makes me kind of sad because like he's a kind soul and he is talented. Like he's not this bumbling fool that everyone thinks he is. So I'm, I was really happy that Dumbledore like awarded him that. That gave him some confidence. I just know it. Yeah, I feel the same. So now we're at the end of the movie and they're at, this is actually the, remember how this was the first scene they actually filmed. So they're at the station, they're ready to go back home. And so Harry and Ron and Hermione are just standing there. And then Harry's like, oh, I'm going to go say goodbye to Hagrid really fast. So I thought this was very kind of Hagrid. Hagrid kind of gives him a photo album of Harry's parents. Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet because like um, Harry probably has never seen any pictures of his parents yeah, before. Yeah, probably had no idea what his parents even looked like. No, because Petunia, like, why would she ever, like, have pictures of them or, like, want to give that experience to him? Like, why not? So, yeah, yeah, I really like their friendship, Hagrid and Harry. Um, Yeah, Hagrid is so, like, thoughtful for doing that. I love their friendship. And then Hagrid is like, if your cousin is annoying you, just threaten him with magic, lol. And then, um, like, Harry, like, hugs him goodbye. And then he goes to meet Hermione and Ron in the train. And then Hermione's, like, I think she says, like, um... It feels odd going home, doesn't it? And then Harry's like, I'm not going home. And then it's like saying that Hogwarts is his home. And he's finally like happy. He has a happy place now. And yeah. now he has to go back to his abusive household for three months. But let's, it's okay. <laughs> but then Hagrid reminds him like your, your family doesn't, or your cousin doesn't know that you can't do magic outside of school. So if he ever gets oh, in yeah. trouble, just threaten to, you know, give him some pig ears. So um, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, the train rolls away. The score is beautiful. Um, I mean, I think that it made like a billion dollars or something or like worldwide or like it was a really successful movie. And I don't know. I just I really liked it, too. Um, It's really long, but um, I really like it. It's not like my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. Um, I have other ones that like more than it. Like they're They're just little kids. And it's it's right before things get too dark for Harry. So it's kind of happy for um but yeah so it's not my favorite one i actually no. really like the second one more than the first one um i think i like the second one more too that one's a little bit more fun um and actually this is kind of an unpopular opinion but i really like the third one i know a lot of people hate it like fans of it at uh, least i really liked it I like the third one i like the third one i love the fourth one i yes. actually hate the fifth book and the fifth movie those are my least favorite as well but the fourth one was really good too um 
I don't know. I like all of them, but they just get more sad <laughs> as it progresses. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of that. Um, next week, we will do the second Harry Potter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say? Um, no, but starting in December, we'll try to do two episodes a week. We'll um, continue with the Harry Potter movies until we get to the end. But we'll also add in some Christmas movies that we really liked yeah. and that were from the 2000s. And I think you will all enjoy them. And I don't have anything else to add. Do you? No, I think that's everything. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Thank- oh, mm-hmm. let us know. I'm going to put a post on when this is, but let us know what ho- house you've been sorted in because I want to know. Oh, yes. Yes, please let us know. Yeah. And um, you can follow us on Instagram at, uh, is it an Evening in the Odds podcast? Uh, let me double check. I'm actually on there right now. I just noticed that we follow Rupert Grint. <laughs> oh, I did that um, because he just came to Instagram. So I followed yeah. him. And we were starting Harry Potter movies, so I had to. It was perfect. Okay, yeah. So it's an Evening in the Aughts podcast. You just type in Evening in the Aughts. We also have a Twitter, which is the same, Evening in the Aughts. We have a Gmail if you want to email us, which is Evening in the Aughts at gmail.com, podcast at gmail.com as well. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions or you can DM us, probably just DM us um, on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like we're more likely to see that. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for listening to another episode. Hopefully, people are still here <laughs> oh i also have one more thing we did post i made a playlist of the first playlist on spotify of some songs from the 2000s mm-hmm. that we enjoy some of them are like i accidentally added one from the late 90s but i listened to it in the 2000s so we're gonna let that slide but anyway so there's a playlist it's on our instagram if you guys want to start listening to it it has some pretty good songs i would say yeah. Awesome. yeah check it out yeah so that's it Okay, well, thank you for listening to another episode and have a great rest of your day, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.